Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are talking uh, Big Ten football and beyond today for all of you on our Twitch TV channel. I uh, hope that you can uh, join us each and every week at this time at uh, 4 p.m. Central on Tuesdays. We'll talk Big Ten football. Got a lot to get to today. We're going to break down five teams, five programs down for you. So we're going to – the news and notes are plentiful in the notebook over at LandryFootball.com. What's going on at practices, not just in the Big Ten, but all throughout the country, you can get it over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the football season sale right there to get you. Folks, it's less than $10 a month. It's less than that if you take advantage of the year membership. So great opportunity for you there. For those of you that want to get uh, all our conference shows, our NFL shows, sign up for Landry Football Podcast channel. Uh, If you want to get – um, if you're watching this show live, and we hope you are at twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball, you want to go back and listen to it, go to landryfootball.com. You'll see it posted there, and you can uh, check on it and uh, watch it right there. <clears throat> um, we want to get into today a lot of the West, uh, and we're going to finish up the rest of the schools. If you didn't get a chance to catch us last week, go back. LandryFootball.com, and you'll get the detailed film breakdowns of Ohio State, Michigan, um, uh, Indiana, Penn State is what we did. Today we're going to go a lot of west. We're going to go Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. So we're going to have a lot of fun. Join me in the chat room. We're going to get to you um, in in terms of um, uh, taking a look at – what um, in, 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 in chat room questions or anything that you might have on any of the topics we might have, you certainly can join us there. I want to get into them. I'm looking for it as I kind of lost it here in a second and I stumbled. I apologize. I want to get to the uh, rankings and let's see if I can't get the rankings pulled up as it relates to um, Big Ten teams. <coughs> so, pardon me here. Um, as we get back and look at teams that are ranked, obviously Ohio State preseason ranks four. You've got um, actually in the region Cincinnati 10. So uh, the second best team um, in that region, Cincinnati, uh, the second ranked team inside the Big Ten in the initial top 25 coaches, Paul, Wisconsin at 15. 
Indiana at 17, Iowa at 18, Penn State at 20, um, and Northwestern receiving votes, uh, Michigan receiving votes. Um, let's see who else received votes. So I don't leave anybody out. Um, that would be it among the Big Ten. So we're going to take you through some of those. Nebraska not receiving votes. Minnesota not receiving votes. Um, the rest are. So we're going to get uh, into that uh, and, and take a look for you on how that plays out. Uh, and, you know, we'll have, we'll have some fun with it. And, again, bring your questions in the mailbag section. We're going to uh, uh, take you through, again, the whole league. So let's get in, and I'm going to start with um, – with a look at Wisconsin is I think they are the favorites and I'll tell you why. And I think overall as a program, I think that kind of bears out. Um, but I also think that when you look at it, you're looking at And that's what happens when you um, <laughs> you knock yourself off the air. Yeah, a, a great producer I am. I, I I am not. No no doubt about that. But uh, as we want to, uh, as I was rudely as I rudely interrupted myself, um, I want to take you into um, a look at starting with Wisconsin. That's the program that's been the most interesting, and I think. They're still the premier program in the Big Ten West. And when you look at them, you know, I would say that of all the programs, they wouldn't make them the best. I think that's what you always look at is they're the most consistent. Why are they most consistent? Um, it's their ability to recruit but more likely develop on the offensive line in the run game. Um they lost a little bit of their offensive line and run game edge last year. Um, the injuries on the offensive line were a big part of it. Now, Wisconsin is a better recruiting version of Iowa program. They will get some four-star offensive linemen and some four-star running backs um, more than Iowa will. They've got a young running back in Jalen Berger that can be really good. The offensive line should rebound this year. Defensively, they're a little different than Iowa. They're a 3-4 defense. Jim Leonard, former outstanding safety there, so well-designed defense. And it allows for running back success. So, basically, the linebackers are the stars of their defense. Their, three, their 30 front plays two gap, and their linebackers come off the edge, and they make those guys stars. Their secondary does a great job keeping plays in front of them, 
And, um, you know, I think those are what makes them successful. Um, the recruiting is the best in the Big 12, uh, in the Big 10 West, excuse me. I'm all over the place here. But they're far behind, far lacking in terms of um, how they stack up in the versus the Big Ten East. So they're far behind Ohio State, in other words. Now, can they catch some teams um, in the Big Ten East that are a little bit more talented? Yeah, they, they can, and they do. It was a disappointing year last year. They had uh, a bevy of juniors and seniors opting to return, though. Uh, Paul Chris does a really good job. He's 5-1 and one in bowl games. Um, Graham Mertz is a good young quarterback. He's a better quarterback than they normally have there. Uh, I think that's important to understand uh, that they maybe can get more out of them. Uh, in the receivers, they're getting Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor back. I think the Tremere Dyke kid and the, the senior tight end, Jake Ferguson, are good targets. But they're a ball control attack that may try to get a little bit more aggressive with 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 um, Merch, but not going to go all crazy here. They've got another workhorse tailback in Jalen Berger, who I think is really, really good. And it's the run-heavy scheme, and I think that the Davis kid and Yagorndo kid will come along. They'll have a good rotation. Um as I said, I don't expect to average or below average years on the offensive line for Wisconsin. I think they're going to be better than that. So I think you're going to see that. I think that, again, we talked about guys that they will tend to get some guys because of their long history of developing on the offensive line and the run game. They get a guy like Logan Brown, five-star recruit, that I think, and, and then the, the freshman Nolan Rucci. You don't see them get a bunch of those guys, but you'll see them get some. Those are two really good ones. Defensively, they just do a really good job. Now, Jim Leonard, I've talked with him about, I mean, he could have gone to the Packers. He could have gone to a few places in the NFL. He's that good. I mean, he's kind of Dave Aranda good, and his future's so bright. He could be the next coach at Wisconsin, although Paul's not gone anywhere anytime soon. He's that type good. They led the Big Ten in total defense last year. They do that in most cases. They don't allow explosive plays. And, look, they they get it. In their own division, it starts there, right? I mean, you just stop, got to be physical, and they can punch you in the mouth. They do that. The inside linebackers, Jake Sanborn, uh, Jack Sanborn, Leo Chennault, really, really good. Chennault can get after the quarterback a little bit. Hank Poteet, I don't know if you remember Hank. I scouted Hank out of Pittsburgh years ago and in the NFL. He is coaching cornerbacks now and does a really good job. And Fayon Hicks and Caesar Williams, they, uh, they that's a good group. So this is a good this is a good team. It's a good program. Um, as I said, they're consistently good. They recruit about top fifteen to twenty nationally. Pretty good. When you get six top three hundred players there, you're getting it done there. There's no question about that. So kudos to them and what they're able to do. I think they're the favorite in the Big Ten West, and uh, we'll see if that plays out. Um, but that's a look at them. Up next, I want to get to the Iowa Hawkeyes, and I think that they're a real fun program to watch and a program to develop over the years. Now, I go back with Kurt Ferentz years and years and years. This team 
looked a lot better on film last year than their record indicated. They had their best recruiting class since 2005, probably. It's a long time. It's top 25 class. It's usually top 35, 40. That's all they usually do. They are really good. They're superior for years and years in scouting slash identifying their style of players and developing players and consistency with their scheme to develop players. That's so good, uh, and they do that so well while they're on campus. Now, Iowa and Wisconsin, again, are very close this year, and I should I think it should be a really close way, race in the West. Um, very young quarterback in Spentra Petras, big, strong arm, shown good leadership. Here's the question I would have for Iowa is will they continue to develop as well without Chris Doyle? He was a big part of what they did. I understand why they parted ways and the off the field, get all that. But that's a big part of their development. They get them on campus, they develop them. What Nebraska used to do for years on a higher level in recruiting better players, no doubt, that's what Iowa and Wisconsin does. They do that. They're the best at doing it. And Kurt's done it for longer. Kurt's been there forever. Is his 23rd season. It's going to be 66. He's the longest tenured coach in the country. So, no, they don't compete for national titles. No, they don't win the Big Ten every year. No, they're not even the favorite in the West every year. They're just really good, and they don't recruit four and five stars. Occasionally, some will fall their way. Very rarely. I'm curious to see what Spencer Petrus could do for him at quarterback. Sophomore season was really pretty good, and it played a little bit better. Some key pieces on the offensive line have to be replaced. They always do it. One guy they don't have to replace is the pivot guy. Linderbaum is, is as good a center as there is in the country. The senior guard, Kyler Scott, has started over the past two seasons, but the most of the offensive line's Really inexperienced. Goodson is a real good running back. That's what Kurt Ferns likes to do. The receivers have to block. The receivers have to run good routes. They have to be tough of the middle. They're going to lose Smith, Marsetti, and Brandon Smith. But Tyrone Tracy, Nico Regini, Sam Laporta are all guys at, at tight end, are all guys that can really help. And I've talked about a guy in, in the college football show that you can check out that's really impressing early in their camp. On defense, three starters on the defensive line, including Dallas Nixon, have to be replaced. That's a major change, but something that's doable for them. Phil Parker's been there a long time. He seems to reload, doesn't ever rebuild. The system changes, what they call it. The stability is what's the key. They've got a all Big Ten defensive end in Chauncey Golston. I, I don't think that you're going to see what you call an elite group, but I think it's going to be a good defense. Uh, Zach Van, um, Van Valkenburg coming back big. He's a, another Big Ten type of guy, and he's a defensive end that can set the edge and can get some can push the pocket in the past game. I think Jack Campbell and Seth Benson are really good linebackers. Uh, Matt Hankins is an experienced corner. And Jack Kerner is also really good at the safety spot. Um, 
you know, they've got a good, you know, uh, special teams coach in LeVar Woods. They've got a good punter in Tony Taylor. That's a real big part of what they do. They play field position, defense, protect the football. That's what they do. They're a, they may get, and this year, like I said, was a top 30, 25 to 30 national recruiting class. They had three top 300 commitments. That's, that's better than getting it done at Iowa. That's doing it better than they normally do it. Really, really impressive job there. So I think that they're going to be contenders. I think that that's, um, that's kind of the benchmark. And I would favor Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's got a little bit more playmaking ability and a little bit more stability and more playmakers, particularly on defense. But I think those are the two favorites. Now, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Take a look at a little bit of that program and kind of where they have been. Historically good in 2019. They lost much last year, and we know what last year was for a lot of reasons for everyone. Um, they had a new offensive coordinator. Kurt Soraka left to go to Penn State. That didn't work out. They had really no time to put in Mike Sanford's system. The offensive line has to begin to match what Iowa and Wisconsin's doing over there. Because you got to win in your division, right? We talk about that in the NFL all the time. Got to win your division. Well, in college football, that's what's made it more NFL-like, among many other things we know. But it's competing in your division. You better get through your division. That's who you're playing. You can't beat those guys. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, that may be great. You can beat somebody schematically outside your league. You don't win in your league. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends. I think if they could get a little bit better, on the offensive line, it could set up their play pass a little bit more. Look, I'm a little bit disappointed overall in that they've not been able, they were not able to build off that 2019 year into a better recruiting class. 2019 was a heavy RPO look. But, you know, I'm not sure that's sustainable in the Big 12 West because the defense will struggle to get off the field versus the power of run offenses in the Big 12 West. And then, you know, I don't, I don't know they're going to get enough offense, offensive possessions for that. So I worry about Minnesota trying to do that. I worry about Purdue trying to do that. I worry about Nebraska trying to do that. More on Nebraska later. But the teams that have the most success are the teams that tend to do the power stuff the best, right? Wisconsin, Iowa. Old Northwestern will jump in there and do it too, huh? They'll, they'll play that. They'll get in the mud and play that and have success, too. I, I worry about the RPO teams. Yes, Minnesota won 11 games two years. Outstanding. But they could hold up at the line of scrimmage on offense, and that allowed them to make some big plays with some really good receivers. I just, you know, I just, it, it, if you're going to be dynamic, you better be dynamic, and you better hold up at the line of scrimmage or else your dynamicness, I just invented a word, is going to be limited by your possessions that you have on offense because you can't get off the field defensively. You get me? I think that's key. I, I think in 2019, because they had stellar offensive line play and good wide receiver playmakers, it clicked. 
Is this going to be one of those where they can build, rebuild, develop, and every three years click and have that type of year? That would be great at Minnesota to do that. I mean, it'd be great if you can go to bowl games every year, and in every third year, fourth year, you win 10 games. Forget 11. That would be phenomenal. It'd build a statue for you there. Look, Minnesota had a great program in the Murray Warmath and the Bernie Bierman days. Bud Wilkerson played at University of Minnesota. They won seven national championships. This was pre-integration. Talking 40s, 50s, early 60s. In Minnesota today, everybody's got good facilities. You're in the Big Ten, you make good money. But if you're going to compete with the rest of the Big Ten West, you got to be there with them or you got to do something different and keep them off. And, look, I get it, and I appreciate the excitement. But it's one of the things I've discussed with them that, and I get it, you know, we're going to roll the boat, we're going to roll the boat. We get to, I get all that excitement. It's, it's sometimes a little bit much to take. But, you know, I think P.J., is, you, you would – Think that all that excitement that it could do a little bit more in recruiting. They're not recruiting as well as Wisconsin. They don't develop as well as Iowa. I, I don't know where they are. I, I think considering their recent modern history, you wonder where they are. They lost two games in overtime. They won two one-possession games to finish three and four. Let's see what 2020 does. See if it's going to be a springboard. Let's see if they can get better. Mike Sanford runs a little different type of offense. Again, didn't have success last year, but he didn't have an offseason to put people who had new coordinators last year, much less head coaches who are going to bring new coordinators. You didn't have time to put that in. So I don't know. Um, Tanner Morgan had developed and set unbelievable records. Sanford, look, he did good jobs at Notre Dame and Western Kentucky. He's a really good coach. Um, they targeted Rashad Bateman 50% of the time. But he opted out early. So get Chris Ottman Bell. He's got to be the number one guy. Daniel Jackson is his running mate. They've got some collection of receivers. One, the AM, Texas AM transfer, Dylan Wright. You know, when when Fleck came in 2017, he had four, four healthy offensive linemen available in the first spring. Now there's quality depth at every spot. So they're doing a pretty good job. They're running a zone running style. They've got good, solid personnel, but can they build off of it? Ibrahim is a really good back. Um, got their top three end, uh, three tight ends back. Uh, defensively, they really struggled last year. They struggled to replace seven starters. Do you think that the middle linebacker, um, uh, Mariano Sori Marins, is a really instinctive player? Um, Jordan Halden, Tyler Newbin, in the secondary, are good players. The freshman, Miles Fleming, can potentially start at corner. Is that good? Um, they got the Clemson defensive tackle transfer, Niles Pickney. Pretty good. So let's see what they can do. Uh, let's see if they can get back and compete, you know, with Iowa or Wisconsin, or will they continue to be kind of in that, that next level? Um. I think it's a fair question. I think one we gotta we gotta figure out the answer. I think if you talk about the Nebraska program, 
and you talk about Scott Frost, there was so much excitement about him getting the job. And I understand one of their own, and I understand their vision, and I understand when you go outside the family and, you know, things don't work outside the family, you want to go back to the family. I get all that. There's nothing wrong. The hire looked great on paper. But the one thing that you got to be careful about and what I've noticed with Nebraska, and I've studied them for the past several years, they've lost all their power-slash-physical identity in a division that, as I just said, it is about being able to hold up against Wisconsin, against Iowa, against Northwestern, who we're going to talk about. And that's where Nebraska struggles. They're not good in the tough, physical Big Ten West. Scott Frost is not on the hot seat. I know the fans think he is, may hope he is. He's not. But he's got to get control of that program. You got talented playmakers, and I talked about on the college football show, Scouts on College Football, last hour. Check that out. There are a couple of good young playmaking receivers that are making an impact. But what's the deal with the talented playmakers leaving the program, guys that could start? They're not fitting in. They're not happy. What's the deal there? They don't have the adequate replacements, and they got to develop them. And so it's a little bit of a constantly – getting back to square one. They don't do a good job on the defensive side of the ball developing. They do a poor job of protecting the ball. They commit too many penalties. They get physically manhandled in the trenches versus the likes of Iowa, Wisconsin. You can't turn the football over and beat good teams that don't turn the football over. So you're dead in the water before you start. You don't match up physically. Commit too many penalties. I mean, Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you enjoy the play? It shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Your style is your style. And if you that's what Scott believes in, and he comes from the Chip Kelly up-tempo, that's what we're going to do, I don't know that that's going to change. But if you're going to do that, do that and be good at that. Don't turn the football over. Make where the rear ends out of the physical teams that can't match your speed-wise. But they can't keep speed on the roster. They can't keep the tempo. They turn the football over. They make too many mistakes. So we call it either be fish or foul. They're not either. They're not good at what they're trying to do. And they're not even – they're nowhere near what the others try to do. And, again, that's not a criticism. That is just be good at something. They got top five recruiting, but they're poor at the line of scrimmage, and they're poor developing there. Um, They haven't capitalized on their skill talent. So, again, if they're going to be the Nebraska of what Scott Frost wants to be and wants to be explosive and they want to run, then you got to be good at that. We talked a little bit about Minnesota. In 2019, it came together, but they played well at the line of scrimmage. It it was so obvious when I looked at Nebraska against Iowa. Obvious to me, and it's been this way. But even Scott Frost admitted. He said, we got killed at the line of scrimmage against Iowa. Okay, they got killed. I mean, like, totally wiped off the map at the line of scrimmage against Iowa. 
a team in their own division. Okay. Nebraska, what's your identity? We know what Scott wants to do, how he wants to do it. He's going to have to get better at the line of scrimmage. He can, if he gets better at the line of scrimmage, and my God, get better defensively. And he's been there long enough to where the recruiting in those areas haven't really sufficed. And then you've got, you know, where are the playmakers? Okay, where's the great quarterback play? Hadn't had it. Where's the great, you know, receivers that are making plays in space? Well, they're coming in, they're leaving out. I don't, this is a team that's really searching for an identity. I'm not sure that I like their identity, but at least if you have one, you got something that you can say, all right, let's do that. Let's be good at that. Let's try that. It's just not there. Um, lost their leading receiver. Wondell Robinson, transfer portal. After J.D. Spellman left, Cade Warner, Kurt Warner's son, left. Frost's reputation is built around an offense. We'll see if their defense can get them back. I mean, as the offense goes, so goes the running game. I mean, Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey, why is he leaving? <laughs> I mean, he's going to go to Louisville? And he could start at Nebraska. Why can't he start? Why can't he play? What is going on? I, you know, making mistakes. Doing, I mean, I think those things are starting to rear itself. Group of young running backs. Got some depth there. Got Marquis Step coming in. Um, again, play up front. What are they going to get there? Um, I think, you know, Matt Lubick wants big receivers. It's great. Um, why are you bringing in the five, nine guys and running them off? Those are the type of things. You know, now you get the Montana kid to transfer Samari Turi. He's a 6'3", 190-pound guys. You know, okay, he can win 50-50 balls, work the tight ends a little bit more. Austin Allen, okay, again, a, 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 an identity du jour, so to speak. What are you going to want to be? They're experienced on defense. They've got some really good defenders. I want to see them step up. Cam Taylor, the corner, is really good, followed by the NFL, went out to the NFL draft. But um, they've got some guys, outside backer JoJo Doman. Uh, was on the field and really good, played well against Penn State. Depth is an issue. Pressure on the passer is a priority. They were in the barely in the top 100 in sack rate. Can't happen. Will Honus, another of the seniors, led the team with 13 sacks. He's out indefinitely with a knee injury, suffered in the spring. So where do you go? Eric um, Shandia, the defense coordinator, is looking to improve the missed tackles. They missed tackles about as bad as anybody in the Big Ten, and they gave up explosive plays. Five of those per game. That's pass plays of 20 yards or more, run plays of 10 yards or more. Five of those a game. You can't win that way. Physicality is an emphasis. We talked about that. They're just not good defensively. Got to find that identity. Got to be tougher. It's going to be tough to win in a tough boy division in college football if you don't show toughness. want to also talk about Northwestern. 
It's the last team we'll talk about in today's preview. What can you say about Pat Fitzgerald? It's it's another developmental program in the best developmental division in all of college football. Wisconsin's a great developmental program. Iowa's a great developmental program. Michigan State under D'Antonio was. Northwestern is. It's as well-coached a team year in and year out in the Big Ten that we have. They have cycles, and we'll get into that in a second. But what makes them good? They're smart. They're physical. They're clean. They're mistake-free. They're very good in the red zone. They're tough to beat in close games. It's really one of the best coaching staffs in the Big Ten. Um, Offensively, they play close to the vest. They control the clock. They grind it down and frustrate opponents. They perform very well on third downs. Perform very well in the red zone. The defense is going to miss Mike Hankowitz. Jim O'Neill comes in. A little bit more pressure comes from the Rex Ryan tree. So they may be a little bit more aggressive. Now, Hank was real aggressive last year. In the past, he was more of a bend, don't break, and keep plays in front of you type defense. They seem to be living in the transfer portal for quarterbacks. They have to beat you with superior toughness, physicality, better blocking and tackling. Um, do they hit in the transfer portal this time at quarterback? We'll see. They alternate between going through a rebuilding year or two, then – They kind of hit it big and have a really good team, and then they can be on the top of the Big Ten West. I think this is more of a rebuild year for them. We shall see. Um, You know, they they did win the division. A little bit of an outlier. I think there's some personnel challenges on this team. Um, It was really good defense with a lot of top-shelf players. Just that Hank's retiring after 51 years of coaching. Offensively, Mike Bajakian brought in some really good ideas and I thought improved the red zone efficiency. He was pretty new. And Cam Porter's um, late season emergence was a big part of it. The offensive line continues to really play well under Kurt Anderson. Pete Skoronsky stepped in for uh, as a true freshman, played well. The center, Sam G-Rec, the guard, uh, Weekender, and uh, the tight end. Charles uh, Mangery and Trey Pugh played well. Um, quarterback situation's always been a problem. Now, <clears throat> you know, Ramsey's gone. What can Ryan Helsinki do? Highly recruited kid, showed flash some at South Carolina. He's a true freshman, big time arm. Let's see what they can do. Uh, Andrew uh, Marty and Hunter Johnson, the one time Clemson quarterback who's done that, provide. Other options in the quarterback room. They never have really good receivers. This is the one that's really lean. They need a lot of boost. I don't like what they have. I think the Chiaco Bowman kid is the best chance. I think Brian Kurtz, Berkeley Holman are also guys that maybe. The Kansas transfer, Stephen Robinson, maybe. Um, Defensively, as I mentioned, Jim O'Neill. It's a pretty good unit. Well positioned, tackle well. Let's see how well they go. Um, I think that Northwestern 
recruits very well for what they are and what they get. Now, they got Greg Newsom, who's going to be missed. But Brandon Joseph is an All-American safety. I mean, you're talking best safeties in the country, blue-grade safety. This guy is in that group. Cameron Mitchell is another superstar. They, they've got some talent there. So <clears throat> we'll see what Pat has. I do think it's a rebuilding year, mainly on offense. We'll see how this plays out. Um, if you're looking at the West, I think in my mind, and we'll get into it a little bit more, but I think Wisconsin and Iowa are a little bit of cut above the rest. I, I worry a little bit about Nebraska. I'm hoping that their defense can step up and they can solidify and figure some things out on offense. Minnesota, we'll see if they can find a little bit of the 2019 magic. And then Northwestern, I don't worry about Northwestern. They're they're going to be what they are. And because of a developmental program, their plan is in place. I, I do am concerned about not having Hank there anymore, but that's going to happen. He's been there forever. So I think the West is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, those are the teams that are in contention. We'll talk about the rest of the Big Ten next week on Big Ten's Football and Beyond. A reminder again, you can catch Big Ten Football and Beyond every week here at 4 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday. You can also catch Big 12 Football and Beyond at 4 p.m. on Wednesdays and Pac-12 Football and Beyond at 4 p.m. on Thursdays. On Mondays, you get ACC Football and Beyond at 4 p.m. Central, and then followed by SEC football and beyond at 5 p.m. Central and on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. You can check out all the schedules over at LandryFootball.com. See the bar at the top that says follow Chris on Twitch, and underneath there you say Chris Landry Football Twitch TV program schedule. Click on that, and it'll tell you when we're televising it, when it's going to be on. For today, we've had to make a couple of adjustments. So right after this at 5 p.m. Central, Normally a scout's eye on pro football. Uh, it's going to be about a, delayed about an hour or so. You'll get notification when we're going to get going. We're going to do that about 6 p.m. Central, maybe 6.15 in that range. We're going to do probably a little more than an hour. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to get through the AFC North and the NFC North. We're going to break down each of those teams uh, in the world of pro football. So we got it all for you here, folks. We've got on LandryFootball.com, the deep dive film room analysis, college football in the NFL, news and notes in our notebook every day, coaching schemes, players, teams, coaches, schemes. we got it in great detail. Take advantage of the football season sale today at LandryFootball.com. Check out um, the podcast if you're catching this live or if you're Not catching this live, you can always come back and follow us on LandryFootball.com and you can catch this podcast. Sign up for Landry Football Podcast channel and you can get with us um, for uh, our NFL show and our college show on our podcast channel with our friends at Podcast Park. So spread the word about what we're doing. We're just getting started. We're breaking down the teams. We're getting you ready for the season. We're excited. Hope you're ready for some football. We're going to be breaking down the games week in and week out going into the games each weekend. We're going to be breaking down in the film room, tell you what we saw. Uh, so check us out right here, all on the Landry Football Network, right here on twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball. Join us live. Ask your questions. Look, you can't can't help you. You want your questions answered. You want to look behind the curtain of what's going on, what the film tells you, what we're hearing from folks. 
Check it out at uh, twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball. Join us right in the chat room. Just join us right there. Send us a question. We'll address it right here. So no excuse to not have uh, your questions addressed here on Big Ten Football and Beyond or any of the conference shows or any of the national college football or NFL shows. So we got it all for you. Appreciate you joining us. See you over at LandryFootball.com. And a little bit later, about, about two hours from now or so, give or take, we'll send you a notice. If you're signing up for Twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football, you'll get notification. Um, we'll have uh, Scouts Eye on Pro Football. So give me your NFL questions live. We'll address them as we'll break down the AFC North and the NFC North. We'll see you then. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you next time on the Landry Football Network. Big Ten Football and beyond. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.